Well, good morning, everybody. It's such a pleasure and a privilege sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says in Romans 1 verse 16, it's the power of God working unto salvation. And today, indeed, we celebrate the resurrection with joy. Indeed, it is a happy day. What can ever compare with the presence of the Lord? I agree with Pastor John. One day in the house of the Lord, better than a thousand years without. What a glorious privilege. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And today I want to share with you a message of hope. That whatever, however challenging your situation might be, remember, Jesus the Christ is alive. Today we celebrate Him, the Lord, the Savior, our Master, our King, the King of Kings, alive, alive and well. Amen. Let us just pray. Lord, we thank you today for your mighty word. Thank you for your presence. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. And we pray, Lord, that every heart in this house today will be open and receive your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. title of my message today is, He is the resurrection and the life. Point number one, they say every sermon must have three points. I don't know who they are but they say so. <laughs> Point number one, if you believe, and I'm going to read through John verse 1 to 44, so if you participate in our reading plan, today is your day to get way ahead. <laughs> but don't worry, we've got the whole afternoon and the day to finish this off, so don't get worried about this. Let's start there at verse 1, chapter 11, John, in the Amplified Bible. Now, a certain man named Lazarus was ill. He was of Bethany, the village where Mary and her sister Martha lived. This Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. It was her brother Lazarus who was sick. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is sick. Please take note of this, that they would not have sent for him if he wasn't really sick. And then we read in verse 6, let's uh, look there at verse 5. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Verse 6, therefore, even when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two days longer in the same place where he was. Now, what can we learn from this? What a problem this posed to so many of us. Because here the word says, he loved them. But still, after he heard that Lazarus was sick, he still chose to remain there another two days. So Lord, are you actually hearing me when I pray? Lord, why is it so quiet when I pray? Sometimes it's so deadly quiet. Sometimes it just feels like nothing is happening. Am I the only one that experienced this, or is there anyone in the house? Yes, so many times, Lord, where are you? What's happening? He still remains there for another two days. Now, I have to remind you that many times it could take a while for the Lord to do something. Many times I joke and I say in heaven they haven't got a calendar, let alone a watch. Because they've got time at their side there. So it could take a time. 
And I read in the Bible about a, na- a guy by the name of Abraham and his dear wife, Sarah. Now, I read that they were about 190 years old. That is quite old. We can say it's old. And then they got this promise that they would have a baby. So if I would ask the ladies here today, ladies over 90, would you put up your hands and let me ask you, what would you do if the Lord would surprise you with a nice little message like this, that you are going to have a baby? I can assure you that I think that Pastor Philip is going to have a huge problem dealing with the seniors if that happened. Now, that really happened, and now the question is, what did they do while they were waiting for the promise to be fulfilled? Because the Bible says it took about 25 years for this promise to be fulfilled. That's quite a long time, a significant time. And you can go and read in Romans 4 that it says that uh, Abraham didn't get despondent, but he was empowered and strengthened as he praised God while he was waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. Why? Because he was assured and he believed that God would do as he promised. Let me submit to you today. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, As surely as God is faithful and trustworthy and means what he says. God is faithful and trustworthy, and He means what He says. You can believe Him. Amen. Abraham chose to believe Him. Now jump to verse 16. So Jesus said, right guys, let's go. And then there's always this Thomas. Then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us go too, that we may die along with Him. Let me put it to you this way. Whatever you do and your faith get worked up, there will always be a Thomas. There will always be the one in your circle that expects the worst. Ach, let us go with him and let us die with him. <laughs> Please take note that Jesus didn't remark on this. He didn't even comment on this remark. He ignored it. And I read this in other passages in the New Testament. Whenever he heard a negative remark, he chose to ignore it. And his instruction was consistently, you keep on believing. Because he knew the word of God is faithful and true. And he means what he says. Doesn't matter what. Now verse 17 So when Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Let me tell you, if you've been in a tomb for four days, you are dead as dead can be. (laughs) Dead as a doornail. Dead. Now this posed a huge problem. For in verse 21, Martha came to him and she said, Master, if you were here, he would not have died. Quite a loaded remark. And they went into a discussion there. Jesus said, he will rise. She said, yes, I know in the last day. But he said, no, he will rise. But he's been dead for four days, Lord. And then verse 25, the uh, uh, very significant uh, statement, Jesus says, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. 
I am the resurrection and the life. Amen. And today we celebrate this truth, and nothing will ever change this truth. Today we celebrate the dividing line in history, the line of the cross, because there Jesus paid the price, and He rose out of the grave. He is alive. He is the resurrection and the life. You invite Him into your life, and you invite the resurrection and life into your life. Amen. And with this knowledge, he told her, roll away the stone. Take away the stone. Now, Martha, remember that Martha is the organizing lady. You've learned that earlier. So Martha, immediately she saw trouble brewing, a lot of chaos coming here. Uh, and she started organizing. Just switch on your imagination. You know, Einstein said, knowledge without imagination is worthless. So, switch on your imagination and picture this happening there. Roll away the stone. Lord, wait, 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 wait. Dead. Four days. Dead, 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 dead. Uh, so, the Bible says there were a lot of people there with them. So Martha would have said, no, no, you guys, you, you lot, you, you, please, you go and sit there under those trees. You see those trees there in the distance? You go there, you go there. And you lot, you please, you go and sit there around the corner. And no selfies, please, no selfies. Switch it off. <laughs> Nothing like that. Because you want to save the embarrassment of the moment. She could just see what happened. <laughs> but then verse 40. A significant statement. Jesus says, Martha, if you would only believe, if you would only believe, did I not tell you and promise you that if you would believe and rely on me, you would see the glory of God. Another translation says, you would see the revelation of the power of God. Martha, if you only would believe. Martha, facing your dead brother, facing the tomb, if you would only choose to believe, you would see the revelation of the power of God in your life. And I want to submit to you today, when you look at your grave, when you look at that dead thing in your life and whatever situation you face, choose to believe today because this is the truth of the Word of God still today for He is faithful and true and He means what He says. Amen. And now, with a loud voice, <laughs> they took away the stone and with a loud voice, he said, Lazarus, come out. Verse 44, and out walked the man who had been wrapped, his hands and feet wrapped in burial cloths and with a burial napkin, napkin around his face. Jesus said to them, free him of the burial wrappings and let him go. So, you youngsters talk about a wrap. That was a wrap. That was a real wrap. See the picture. Like so. Like wrapped from his feet to his head, properly wrapped. He, there was no escape. Imagine what he must have thought. Lying all there in peace and quiet. The next moment, you know, beam him, Scotty. There we go. The Bible says he walked. No, he didn't walk. He glided because he was wrapped. He was... 
out of the grave. Just imagine that. Just imagine the people around about. Just imagine the chaos erupted. Martha, if you would only believe. I say to you today, if you will only believe, you will see the revelation of the glory of God. Let's go to Ezekiel 37. Now I know Ezekiel 37 is about the restoration of the house of Israel. But you can read in John 5, verse 30, 39, that Jesus says, You pour over these scriptures to find life in them, but these very scriptures, they testify about me. Now, talking about a hopeless situation. If you think that Lazarus being dead for four days was hopeless, this is something much worse. Here's a valley full of dry bones. So dead, I mean, four days was nothing. They were completely dead. But you know what? The truth still remains the truth. He is the resurrection and the life. Amen. <laughs> nothing will change that. And with Him, nothing is ever impossible. Today, we celebrate this victory of the cross and the resurrection. Let's read there. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit in the Lord, of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass round about among them. And behold, there were many in the open valley or plain. And behold, they were very dry. By the way, this point is prophecy. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, you know. A son of man, a good question. Because without the Spirit of God, you can only say, Lord, you know. And then he goes into verse 4 and he says, Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. Luke 1 verse 37 says, For with God nothing is ever impossible, and no word shall be without power or impossible or fulfillment. No word of God. And the word from the Lord to the prophet is, Ezekiel, prophesy to these dead bones. Speak to these bones. What does it teach you and me today? Speak to the dead bones. The, everything that's dead in your life, no, no, no. Speak to it. Speak to it. Nothing is impossible with God. We need to speak the power of His Word into every situation. 2 Samuel 23 verse 2, David speaking, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord spoke in and by me, and His Word was upon my tongue. This means that you and I can speak God's Word into our situation. Let's jump to verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a thundering noise. And behold, a shaking and a trembling and a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. Wow, picture that. Just picture that. A valley full of dead bones. And there's a few ribs. And there's a thigh bone. And here's a skull. And... The bones looking for the other bone, and the skull is rattling over. And the other bone, and everyone finds its match, and to. to (laughs) 
The Bible says, as I prophesied, the moment he started prophesying, the word started working. So don't sit and do nothing. No, no, no. We celebrate his life today. And the Lord is telling you and I, listen, people of God, you need to do something about this in your life. You need to do something about the dead bones in your life. And you need to start prophesying the truth of the Word of God into this. Start doing it today. Not tomorrow, but today. Today is the day. Today is the day that I say enough is enough. Today I will prophesy your life into my life. For you are the life, the truth, and the way. I won't waste another day. Wow. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews upon the bones and the flesh. And they came together, and there was breath, no breath and spirit in them. Verse 9, and he said to me, prophesy to the breath and the spirit, son of man. Say to the breath and the spirit, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath and spirit, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath and the spirit came into the bones, and they lived, and they stood up upon their feet, an exceedingly great host. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. How many times do we say this to ourselves? Our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. There is no hope for us. Let me tell you, if you look into a situation like this, I mean like if you do this today, there's no chance for you to make it. They will certify you. Let me tell you today, if your brain is a problem telling you this can't be true, then you remind your brain of his end. He will die in the grave. You will live forever. You should see this in the spirit, by the spirit of God, for this is the word of God. No, no, you speak to it, you prophesy to it, and God will honor his word. What should we learn about this? We should keep on prophesying and keep on prophesying. It's not a once-off. You should start and you keep on and keep on and keep on. Verse 12, therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord, behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Verse 14, and I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then you shall know, understand, and realize that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. The Lord says there, he will place and put Israel in their land. Let me tell you today, the Lord has a purpose for your life. The Lord has got a place for you to fulfill. He's got a purpose for your life. He said, the word says to you today, start prophesying the truth of the word in your life and he will restore you. He will put you in the place where you belong. He will fulfill his purposes in your life. You will stand in the place where you can serve him, where you can glorify his name, where you can be free, where you can celebrate the life of his resurrection. Just start prophesying it over your life. Amen. Amen. Point number three. Forget what lies behind. Now, Paul makes it very practical. Philippians 3 verse 13, he says, One thing I do, forgetting 
ignoring the things that lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. One of the translations would say, ignoring the things that lies behind and stretching forward to what lies ahead. This is surely one of the most challenging issues in the Bible. Let me tell you this. The things of the past, the things of yesterday, the things of a year ago, how we battle to get loose from that, how we battle to forget, how we battle to forgive, how we battle to get rid of the bitterness, etc. No, no, the word says this is what you should do. You should turn your back on it. Let me show you uh, this by means of an illustration about this guy with a sock. This guy had a hang-up with socks. Now, sock, socky sounds much better, but sock, you know, a sock. This guy had a hang-up about a sock. Now, let me first explain to you what is a hang-up. You see, this nose of mine, you may laugh. <laughs> One day I found myself in a dressing room surrounded by mirrors. A mirror is brutally honest. <laughs> and for the first time in my life, I caught a side view of my nose. <laughs> it nearly led to a neck injury. <laughs> Couldn't believe my eyes. And slowly the truth dawned on me, there's another side. And I turned my head slowly, ooh, it's even worse this side, you know. Now from that day on, when I talked to you, I looked you straight in the eyes. <laughs> if you speak to me, I'll look like this. If anything happens this side, I'll just roll my eyes like, but my, my face will... Straight in the eyes. You had no chance of looking at my face from the side. Now that's what you call a hang-up. So one day this little guy came up to me and he, he tapped me on my arm and he said, Sir. I said, yes. He said, you've got a serious nose. <laughs> now this guy with his hang-ups with his socks, he bought a pair of socks in Italy where he was on vacation. On returning by ship, he washed the socks and he hung them over the railing. A light breeze came along, and the one sock disappeared into the ocean. Now immediately he got up and threw the remaining sock into the sea. A lady who was watching this called him over, asking him, why did he throw the remaining sock into the sea? What was his answer? He said, Madam, if I kept the remaining sock, it would have reminded me of the lost sock for the rest of my days. Man, how true is this? How true is this? How many days do we open the cupboard of our lives and we pull out the socks? And we say, <laughs> if this didn't happen, and if that didn't happen, then this and this should be so and so. And we worry about the sock that is gone. Isn't it true? How many times, how many times do you lose? How many days do you lose? How many time is lost by feeling bad about what could have been or what should have been? It's over. It's gone. You can't change it. Paul says, forget it. Ignore it. Turn your back on it. Forget about the sock. 
You know what? Socks is a strange thing. I just told the people, you know, me and my sons, we lived for a few years on our own. And I found out that my washing machine was devouring socks. <laughs> but the thing is that the washing machine only liked one of a kind. So you would end up with a box like this with single socks. So I made a decision and said, from now on, I'll only buy black socks. <laughs> See? So whenever a sock disappears, no problem. You just, <laughs> you just go to Woolies and you buy a bunch of 10 pairs of black socks and you throw them into the box and you pull out two when you need them, no worry. The washing machine is happy and you are happy. Socks happy. You know, we laugh about this, but what is this teaching us? The regrets, the disappointments, the hurts of the past. What does the Bible say? Martha, if you would only believe, you would start prophesying over these things, and you would turn your back on them, and you would start living. You would celebrate the resurrection and the life today, for that is not who you are. You see, many people will roll that boulder back towards the, the, the grave and they will drill holes through it and they will drive in reinforcing bars and put in epoxy to keep your grave, grave locked and sealed and to keep you inside your grave and tell you this is who you are. No, no, no. This is a lie of the enemy. John 8 says he's a liar and he can't speak the truth. No, the truth of the word of God is he is the resurrection and the life. And today we celebrate it. Today we turn our backs on this and say enough is enough. I will stretch out to that which is ahead. Amen. This is getting serious. <laughs> so today, I want to say, Bruce, Philip, Yaku, Amanda, whoever you are, make a decision today. Not another day wasted. Not another day wasted. You know what? Jesus gave it all on the cross. He gave his life. He gave his best to pay so that you and I can be free. That we can be free indeed. His word says, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You will be free indeed. And today I choose the truth of the word. Thank you, Lord. I believe your word. Lord, from today on, I will start prophesying the truth of your word, the life of God into my life. First, as from today, I will turn my back on my yesterday because I'm not defined by my past. I am defined by you that live in me, the Spirit of God, the living Spirit of God, as from today. Amen. So I want to invite you today, if there is anyone who wants to stand with me and declare, Lord, today, today, I draw the line. I turn my back on what lies behind. 
And I invite you, as you stand, to stretch your hand out and say, Lord, I stretch out to a new life, a life celebrating your life. Let's stand with me. Thank you, Lord. We stretch out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I bring everyone before you, Lord. You see every hand stretched out towards you in faith today. Lord, we choose to believe and we will see the revelation of the power of God in our lives today. No more past, no more hurts, no more disappointments, no more unforgiveness, but the life of God living in us. We stretch out towards the life in you today. This is what we will celebrate in Jesus' name. Lord, and we thank you that we may ask your blessing over this people, over this house. We pray that you bless them and keep them and guard them. We pray that you lift your face upon them and give them peace. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.